Phoenix Down Radio is on the air. Welcome everybody to Phoenix Down Radio, episode number 122. I'm your host, Klaus Nightbringer, and joining me today, we have Talas Marvelous. Talas, how's it going? Hey, it's going well. Uh, a lot of things have happened in two weeks, but things are getting exciting. And we have a Sarah Timono. What's going on, Sarah? See, I gotta refute Talus's claim. Time no longer has meaning, and so two weeks is kind of a pointless phrase. Well, some of us actually returned back to work, so time is relevant again. Uh, yeah, you don't have to work at like 4.30 in the morning, right? No, I have to, I have to be up at 4.30 in the morning. Gross. Well, actually, starting on, on Monday, I don't have to be up until 5, but still. That's not better. It, it's a half an hour better. I suppose, but I don't know. But yeah. you do you. We're still doing things. Uh, we're still here. I, uh, at least I'm still playing this game. I don't know about these two hooligans. I am occasionally sometimes. Which means you've logged in once since the last episode. Shush! I may or may not be playing through Saints Row 3 with my roommate. It's fine. Hey, that, that, that's fine. I mean, during these times, you do you. Do the things that you need to to get by. I and know. you still find in more than I have. And honestly, it's one of those games that's like, I want to embody my character, and he's a narcissistic sociopath with a rocket launcher, so I'm in. What, you're, you're playing the, the presidential simulator? Oh, no, that's four. <laughs> no, this is three. Oh. Different game. Mm. Oh, see, so yeah, never, never mind. We won't. We won't They're yeah. all pretty wild. Anyway. Um, They're ethical. <laughs> while this is a podcast about a video game, in a video, or video game series in this case, um, we also realize that uh, as players or as, and as podcasters, we still do live in this world. And uh, things have been happening, uh, especially this past week. And I do want to take a few moments here at the beginning of the show to talk about that. Um, and we've talked about, you know, how, we, you know, the, the coronavirus, this COVID-19 um, shelter in place, uh, all these different restrictions have been affecting us. Well, if you guys have been reading the news, um, you will be aware that... Uh, on Monday, May 25th, a man named George Floyd was killed while in police custody over the alleged use of a counterfeit $20 bill. Uh, the officer, who was kneeling on George's neck while handcuffed for over nine minutes, uh, ended up getting fired um, along with three other officers who stood by while this happened. Uh, we just learned... Recently, that the former officer has now also been charged with murder, while the uh, others are currently still under investigation. These actions have caused protests in Minneapolis and St. Paul, as well as many others all across the state and across the country. Um, the past few nights for us have seen uh, rioting, looting, arson, and violence alongside these protests, which have resulted in lots of property damage, as well as more loss of life. Uh, while parts of my home state are burning due to these events, um, the root cause of these actions 
has been happening for years, decades, centuries even. People are being treated unfairly. Fellow human beings are being discriminated against simply because they're different. Whether it's their race, creed, color, sexual orientation, gender, medical condition, or anything that makes them different. And a perfect storm of events has caused this tragedy. Uh, finding justice for George Floyd is needed and deserved, but will not fix the larger problem at hand. I hope, however, that it can help to bring people together in spite of our differences and let everyone realize that though we may be different, we are all brothers and sisters. Uh, we are all one. Uh, I spent about 45 minutes or so trying to put that together, and I hope it was, it's helpful. Um, aside from that, I spent a lot of time um, going online, looking up um, information on this. Um, I found some really interesting uh, posts about uh, how some of the local businesses in uh, downtown Minneapolis have uh, been uh, handling this. And uh, somebody had uh, put together a uh, group of screenshots of different tweets or posts as to how they're handling this. And I found that to be very uplifting. Have you guys um, had a chance to click into that post at all? Uh, I saw through another source uh, earlier today. Okay. It was I a bit surprising. Not the usual that I expect from this kind of thing. Like... The other thing I've seen is I grew up in an area where people were just tuned into racial issues, but just following like folks I knew from high school on social media, they seem to get it, what's going on in a way that they did before. Like something's different about this one. And I, I'm not going to try to speculate on what, but it feels like this is resonating in a way that stuff hasn't resonated before. No, people are, are I think a lot of people are getting it. Yeah. And I'm seeing a lot of different groups working together to peacefully protest the, these actions. I mean, I saw people who, who had showed pictures of Amish people standing with signs saying, you know, you know, in support of, of George and his family, uh, you know, decrying uh, the violence, decrying, you know, the, the police brutality. And um, it was Amazing. I've never seen the Amish involved in a protest. No. I mean... No. How bad did you fuck up when people were coming out of literal middle of nowhere mm -hmm. to come in and tell you that you messed up? But, I mean, these events, have, events like this have happened, like I said, throughout the years. But this is one of the first times when I have heard of so many sympathetic protests happening in so many locations. I mean, during, um, if I go all the way back to, like, the, the race riots in uh, L.A. back in the 90s. Oh, yeah, the Rodney King stuff. I was just talking with my dad about that last night. I don't remember, uh, then again, this, it was a very different time, but I don't remember hearing about anything like that happening in other cities. At least not that to that. It was not to the extent. Yeah. Um. And when uh, uh, the, uh, the sim a similar thing happened in Ferguson, in uh, Missouri. Oh, that was, that I remember, that was intense. And yeah. 
I know there there were some, but it seemed to take time to build up. It didn't happen in a couple of days. Like this kind of widespread outrage and protesting. But yeah. then then again, in this case, there was a cell phone video taken by a 17-year-old girl of the entire process. We see everything. There's no it, disputing what happened in that. It's hard to watch. It is. I, I've, I've seen bits and pieces of it, and uh, it's, it's not easy by any means to, to watch what happens there, but the uh, lack of empathy from the other police officers, the uh, complete uh, um, disregard of life by the uh, uh, offending officer, who I will not mention his name because we do not want to remember him. But I will mention, you know, that, that it should not have happened at all and George Floyd should not be dead right now. I will mention his name because we should remember his name. Yeah. Um, I am also going to put up some links to if you if you are able to help at all. There are uh, there's a change.org petition that's out there to try and expedite the uh, bringing charges against the uh, police officers. Like I said, um, the, the main um, antagonist has been charged, but the other three have not yet been. Um, there will also I'll also link a uh, GoFundMe for George Floyd's family, which has raised a lot of money for them, and I hope it continues to. Because, um, I mean, it's not easy when you lose a loved one like that. And then I'm also going to link to a couple of ones that will help to uh, um, support the businesses that have lost uh, property, uh, both on Lake Street in Minneapolis, as well as uh, in uh, Saint pa uh, the Midway um, neighborhood in St. Paul. Both of them had uh, um, a lot of, uh, on, a lot of uh, damage the last few days. And finally, if you want to help out, uh, like, um, the American Civil Liberties, uh, Union here in, in Minnesota, uh, we'll link to their donation page. Just a good way to, if you have the ability to, to help out, and you can't get down to, uh, actually help out with cleaning, because, I mean, if you're in the area, and you can, uh, lend a pair of hands, you know, maybe a broom, um, just a little bit of help. That's all also helpful, so you'd be amazed at how many people are volunteering to help to clean up a little bit. It's been very nice to, to read about that. But yeah, uh, I've been seeing more people like calling out the uh, kind of inappropriate like there's a lot of the usual suspects you'd see in terms of how people respond to it. But it feels like there's been a lot more calling out, hey, this isn't an OK way to talk about it. And a lot more people pushing back on a lot of the usual narratives we get on this, which it's also been really nice to see. And uh, we've we've gotten a lot of positive um, uh, feedback from our government. Um, go our governor, Tim Walls, has been um, absolutely amazing in his uh, in, in how he has addressed these issues. And um, I think his strong leadership is going to hopefully help us uh, get through this um, and help to direct 
you know, because he's he's basically in charge of directing the state police, the uh, the the um, national guard, um, and and directing uh, assistance that way. So, yeah, it's not easy, and uh, it's not fun to talk about. But uh, I hope that uh, us at least bringing a little bit of light to it, you know, especially since I'm not directly affected by it, but my home state and a lot of people that I know are and that it's not that far away it's uh it's something that uh we all need to uh be aware of and hopefully never have to experience but uh sunlight's the best disinfectant yo yep just shed some light on it and uh make people aware yeah and also for people who maybe are aware but don't really know who to talk to or don't like i was uh talking with my dad about it and he has a lot of feelings about it, but he's also worried about talking about because he worries about how some of his friends would react yeah so just being able to create a space to say that yes you can talk about this mm -hmm. and a lot of people understand and a lot of people are here to help to hopefully mend a lot of the things that are happening I hope so all right um well thank you f guys for uh, letting us uh, discuss that uh, kind of get that out of the way and now it, hopefully we will be able to bring a smile to your face through the rest of the show we do have a, a fun discussion topic uh, we're continuing our discussion on um, Final Fantasy music by going all the way to the beginning uh, with Final Fantasy 1 Um <laughs> But until I then, I promised not to start singing along, which is going to be hard to resist. I have to tell you. Yes, you've already failed twice. I okay. From now on, going forward, <laughs> from this moment on, this one, Sarah, and don't, the next don't, one. Don't, don't make me uh, uh, have your roommate get the taser out. Okay. Wait, who has a taser? Why does no one tell me people have tasers? Because if like we told, if, if we told you, then you would. Uh, never, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Um, <laughs> this new format. <laughs> why are you talking about this? is This is great uh, podcasting. <laughs> we could switch. We could switch roles again, and you can make fun of me for an episode. I don't have the heart. Eh, appreciated. <laughs> All I, right. had to, I had to give my car back this week so like Aww. it was not a great week so well yeah I kind of read about that. what happened there that didn't look yeah. like oh yeah you had like the yo-yo financing scam going yeah it's at this point I got all my money back and I don't have a car I'm gonna call it a wash yeah and you got to use a car for a few weeks uh yeah almost two months oh well that's that's a few weeks I guess yeah <laughs> that was that was part of why I was like I've had it for two months what do you mean I have to give it back anyway it was fine I was able to buy another car yesterday so I'm good to go that's good to hear hopefully and that's with with more uh, um robust and uh, secure financing uh yeah it's called I don't have a payment now oh you just flat out bought a car yeah it's um much better well better is not a good word but <laughs> it drives let's go with that hey my car it is is is, is, is an is an old POS that gets me from point A to point B just fine. It, it yeah. might rattle a little bit. It might be a little rusty, but you know what? It's it's well worn. <laughs> and on weekend, point C. This uh, well, good Simpsons quote. Uh, 
this is actually one that I was able to pick up from a shop that uh, my buddy Bannon actually in game uh, takes his truck to. Uh, it showed up on a wrecker. They looked at it. They're like, you need a clutch. Lady's like, I don't want to. They're like, well, okay, then we'll take care of your car. They bought it off the wrecker for the wrecker bill, threw a clutch in it, rebuilt the transmission and threw it up for sale. So eh, too bad. So, I mean, yeah, a, a car that goes through a, de um, a mechanic like that, they actually, you can get some pretty good deals that way. Yeah, it's temporary, but I'll make it work. All right. All right. So let's party with some music. Well, we're not there yet. We do have game and community news to talk about. Wait, oh my we God. have actual news? Yes. Did I scroll past that when I was scrolling down the notes? I did. Probably because awesome. we need to start by wishing our friend and fellow podcaster and awesome person, Emmy, a happy birthday. Today Yay! is Emmy's birthday. So happy birthday. Shout out to Musicast XIV. Yes. Shout out to Scoopatoot. She's the greatest. So I Kinda hope you is. have an amazing birthday. Or had in this case, I suppose, since the day is almost over. Um, but yes, there is a bit of Final Fantasy XIV news to discuss. I didn't dig too deep because there's a lot of other things going other on. Other things. Um, but uh, for those of you who did, who did not get the chance to do this event the first time it came, the Maiden's Rhapsody... Final Fantasy XI crossover event is back in Final Fantasy XIV until June twenty second. I saw that. I love that armor. That was so much fun. Mm -hmm. I miss eleven every day. <laughs> well, you should be like Nick Nar and just play the game. Can't. It's not on <laughs> PS two anymore. Mm, fair enough. Um, and and it, they don't have a Mac client for it. Nope, they sure don't. But you can always convert that Mac to run Windows. At this point, I just need new hardware, but meh. And I can confirm that uh, even the old um, uh, Intel I, uh, MacBooks can run Final Fantasy XI. That's awesome. Because I, I, I had a, at a previous job, I had a MacBook that I used for work, and on the Windows partition, I had Final Fantasy XI installed. <laughs> Excellent choice. <laughs> I mean, it was an i five processor and it had an a relatively decent uh, nvidia uh, graphics card in it so i mean in fairness 11 runs on a toaster so like it's not too hard to find something to make it work mm, yeah so uh that well, so okay so, so is this the exact same event as last time exact yeah. same so if you've completed it in the past you you cannot redo it well Shoot. But All if right. you have any alts that you want to get the armor on, now is a great time to do it, because I think it's a level 30 quest in that in that range. All right. Um, but yeah, that's the only thing that kind of sucks is you can't redo it, even just to get, you know, for, just run the... For funsies. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I've got a level 60. Are they going to be bringing back all of the other fairy souls? Uh, Maybe we'll get Final Fantasy 13 as a celebration of the release of FF7 Remake. We'll have the return of Girl Cloud. If I could hit you from here, I would. I deserve it. <laughs> okay, but Lightning was actually designed, like the design instructions was basically Cloud. But cloud, but, <laughs> cloud, but a girl with pink hair. <sighs> I think they developed it from there, but that was the base. <laughs> So, and then she sold purses. So what? What was Titus then? He had the spiky hair, and it was blonde. 
And he had a Paul big Walker, sword. But polo player. <laughs> That's mean to Paul Walker's family. <laughs> I don't know. Did you watch Blue Crush? Like he like Titus is basically Paul's character from Blue Crush. Also, hashtag two and a no crust. We miss you, buddy. But yeah. Um no, I'm I'm I do hope we actually get a Final Fantasy 7 crossover event. Would that would be nice to have. Yes. But I understand that if it's something that was going to be in the works and hasn't started yet, it's, it would be quite delayed now due to current world events. Yeah. <coughs> Coronavirus. But anyway, as, as possible. We could still it's we could still get it. I mean, look how long it took to get the Final Fantasy 15 crossover. I mean, a year and a half, wasn't it? It's it's true. So yeah. Plus, we got the sweet car out of it. Yeah. Are we gonna get that That's shitty truck? Car. I use that car. <laughs> We're gonna get the shitty truck. Oh my god. If we I'm do, a... <laughs> I want what I want is I want the dwarves to be driving it, and if you are like a Rogaden. Or, or a oh, Highlander. Rothgar, I want you to be sitting in the back <laughs> as it drives around. I, I I just want there to be a little... When you hit the thing, it has you swing your weapon out to the left or right. We should be able to do that on the motorcycle. That'd be great. Mm. I mean, it Drive already plays on the a motorcycle, music. Whack someone with a book. Keep going. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. Moving on. Uh, there is currently a uh, um, a sale, a, a small sale at the Mog Station. Uh, Fantasias are currently thirty percent off. So for all of you Fantasia addicts, Luna we're, or Pixie, we're looking at you. <laughs> we love you, yeah, Ruby. I'm looking at you too. <laughs> um, there is also a new mount, the Kingly Peacock. It's account wide and it's twenty four dollars. And to go with that, there is Peacock Attire, which is $18 for the full set. But it appears to be uh, limited to one account. Uh, it's very pretty looking. It's very gorgeous. Mm -hmm. yeah, that, I that, remember the, the seeing that image a while ago. The Peacock mount looks cool. I don't think that I'll be getting it, but... Someone will. And they will love everything you know, I about actually it. haven't seen it yet out in the wild. I haven't been looking for it, but um, I haven't seen it. But uh, then this last bit of news I just came across about an hour ago. Um, there is a group of uh, uh, players out there who uh, take uh, information and they created this site, uh, ffxivcensus.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, they now have the newest uh, uh, information from April 2020. Ooh, I haven't checked this yet. It's so, been a while since I checked the census site. Apparently, uh, there are uh, 4.8 million characters across all servers, but there are only about uh, 640,000 of them that are active. How do they define active? Let's see. Uh, yes. They've got an asterisk mark, so I'm sure they've got their methodology listed somewhere. Any reference to active characters refers to characters that have claimed the following item, the minion for completing the Shadowbringers main scenario quest from patch 5.0 story. So this doesn't necessarily include newer players who are working on it. Not yet at this point. But it, it, it's... Effectively almost a year, so... All right, that's fair. Yeah. 
It, it gives a, a, a close enough estimation. It, uh, it's a reasonable methodology. I'm cool with it. Was just curious. Yep. The most interesting stat that I found, though, is at the very bottom. Deleted characters. 21,977,319. What? That number I just, that... I mean, okay, if you really, like, to, you know, you delete the character because you want to or whatever, sure, that's fine, but, like, that's so weird. I would guess RMT. You take, that you would take yeah, the it's, time. Yeah, it's probably RMT, actually. I was going to say, because taking the time to delete the character versus just, hey, I'm done with this, uninstalling the game and then never logging in again. I mean, there oh, yeah. are people who can come back to this game after being unsubbed since... Uh, 2013. Yeah. yeah. A 1.0 player comes back now. Uh, <laughs> would be possible. Uh. It would be possible. They would have a legacy tattoo as well. They would also be extremely confused as to what in the world is going on. Mm, well, not really because well, they would be actively purchasing the game, so they would probably kind of know it a little bit. Hopefully. But yeah, um... And the fact that uh, most the the uh, distribution of, of players across the servers is pretty even on most uh, servers, except Tonberry in Japan. It just sticks out. Most have between forty and fifty thousand. Tonberry has over seventy-five thousand. That's a lot. That's a big Today difference on those. But. If you look at every uh, server in uh, uh, on the NA data center, mm-hmm. has over seventy five thousand. Every server, hmm, with a handful, you know, poking over a hundred thousand. But then again, that's not the active players either. That you know, if you look at active, it's just it's between ten and fifteen thousand. I just interesting numbers to look at, you know. Oh, I yeah, li- definitely. I like numbers Very every once in a while. Numbers to look at. I do still like seeing the uh, um, beautiful, um, even distribution of players and grand companies. It's basically with yeah. Maelstrom's Very slightly close. over a third, but uh, for the most part, they're all at about a third. Which that's actually kind of cool if it's something where it's like to make all three grand companies appealing. I remember in FF11, there was like very clear skewings of uh, which uh, city-state people were aligned with. Well, I mean, uh, uh, the the Humes were mostly in Bastok with with the Galka, and the all the, the potatoes were over in uh, Windurst. Yeah, but even then, like people would often switch up based on various things, like getting outpost teleports or who tended to be good in conquest or things like that. Yeah, you know, I never actually switched away from Bastok. At but all. how did you do the other plot lines? I didn't. Tandoria the whole time, so. Were you a no, damn I... dirty elf? Oh, God, no. I was still here. Oh. <laughs> I believe you mean a Hume. Was it Hume back then? Yeah, they were was. Hume. Hume, and it was, uh, um... Elvon? Hume, Elvon, Mithra, Tarutaru, and Galka. Yep. Said that like I remember most of that. Thing, at the things you get from Eureka. Yep. 
But yeah, if you're interested in some odd numbers, um, they're they're available for you out at ffxivcensus.com. They, they I think they upgrade up update that about once a month. Yeah, I think this comes from like pulling stuff from uh, Lodestone and the like, so they can't necessarily guarantee numbers in the same way, but it still seems like a reasonable estimate, and it's a way to pop out some of those really fascinating uh, patterns that you wouldn't expect otherwise. Exactly. All right, so is there anything else that you guys can think of uh, that Final Fantasy news related? Not really. We're kind of in a quiet path. Yep. A lot of stones going on, so I'm hearing a lot more anecdotes from uh, people about fun times in Orem Vale. I, I've heard lots of Orem Vale. You know, because I, I think you can run that unsynced and get the tomes, can't you? I'm not sure. You must try it. it the might, science. It might, also, it might also just be that more people are running it in general, and so like if you're doing uh, d duty roulettes or things like that, you're more likely to end up in yep. it. I know. I've been mainly running. Um, main scenario roulette because I'm also leveling up characters so it's, I figured it's a way to kill two birds with one stone but I've been yeah, getting a lot, get a lot of Praetorium of thankfully because that's a nice quick or not quick but uh, easy 10 tomes plus um, three quarters of a level per plus run you get to watch it and Nero go at it oh my oh yeah <laughs> um <laughs> But uh, th there also was a duty commenced episode yesterday. Um, they're doing it socially distant. Aya is doing the uh, broadcasting and uh, brought in uh, her co-hosts through Discord, I believe. Similar to what we do here. Hey! So, no giveaways this time, though. But they still are doing community commendations, which is cool. I'm still torn as to whether or not I want to actually... Uh, um, Submit uh, uh, maintenance Monday. My biggest concern sure. is the fact that the music is technically copyrighted. It's protected as parody. Parody, yeah. Like it's Weird not Al. Parody. Weird Al asked for permission as a kindness. He was never legally required to do so. Mm. I still, unfortunately, someday Al is not immortal. And I want to go to the tribute concert where the original artists perform their the songs, but they do the Al version. <sighs> that would be awesome. I mean, there's plenty of songs that I know his version better than yes. the original. I want to see Coolio do Amish Paradise. Yes. All day, every day. And Eminem do Lose Yourself watching TV. <laughs> nice. Well, we'll, be down. We won't get to see Michael doing Eat It. Well, we yeah. could we could see uh, Madonna doing like a surgeon. She would ham that all the way up <laughs> and have a blast. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and speaking of music, that brings us nicely into our discussion topic this week. Uh, on the last episode, we start we talked about some of the iconic music pieces um, from the Final Fantasy series that we're seeing in most, if not all, of the. Uh, um, uh, games from the beginning, even into now. Um, but Gotta we're have those delicious callbacks. But now we are going to start way at the beginning, and we are going to talk about uh, the music of Final Fantasy, the first game on the NES or Famicom, I guess technically. Gotta say Famicom OG style. Which 
It was Famicom in 1987. It wasn't NES until 1989. I believe. Um, Sounds plausible. I'll one, take your word for it. One thing that I, I was check. kind of uh, um, shocked to see, there were only 23 songs listed. And they're not all technically songs. A few of them are just uh, sound effects. But they are tracks within the... Uh, the, the 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 music portion of the uh, the rom true so we're going to go through most of them i think we will yeah we should be able to get through all of them we're only 30 minutes oh, yeah. in easily all right so let's start with um now i'm just going to preface this with a disclaimer we were having some issues earlier on prior to broadcasting um, we tried to work out as many of them as we could, so I, I apologize in advance if there are any issues with l hearing the entirety of the songs um, through the recording of the podcast. So um, I will. what I will do is I'm going to go ahead and link the uh, uh, site that I actually pulled the uh, information from. Uh, thank you to VGMPF.com. They had a full listing of all of the uh, songs for Final Fantasy. So if, if it's not all going through properly, you can use that site to follow along. So let's go ahead and get started. With the song that starts when you start the game. And again, every time I hear this song, specifically this version, I hear the sound effects of all the letter selection and all the menuing from the original NES game. Yeah, that is just burned into the brains of, like, I don't know how many game players. Yeah, for those who don't know, this is the Prelude. Um, and this is an iconic piece that I believe is actually in every Final Fantasy game. Save for, like, a couple, but for the most part, yes. And I don't know if any that doesn't have at least a brief reference to yeah. it or something. Definitely the most uh, important song in Final Fantasy, and I th we talked about this on the last episode. Uh, the Prelude was a last-minute addition and took all of 10 minutes to create. Yep. We talked about how we thought this was a failure of a song. It was a placeholder. It was supposed to just go in and uh, take a place until he could flesh out the uh, in a more proper uh, introductory song, but the executives loved it, they kept it, and the rest is history. Part of the Metsu, like the, just as an artist feeling like I could do so much better and seeing them be happy with the thing that you just tossed off without thinking. But let's 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 look at it this way, though. I mean, the, the, the initial bits of the prelude, it is a very simple arpeggio up and down, up and down the scales. Right. What they've added to it in the subsequent uh, releases of, of games, like the one we have for Final Fantasy XIV, it has a beautiful orchestral uh, backing to it that uh, um, kicks in after the first uh, few measures. And it, it, it gives it this beautiful sound. So, I mean, they've taken this simple, you know, set of notes and they, they have actually turned it into an amazing thing. And maybe that's what Uematsu was trying to do. Yeah, like if he had more to work with than the uh, limited uh, sound yeah. palette, would that even be the term? Yeah, I believe that's pretty close. We'll, we'll go enough, with it. It's close enough to the term that we know what you're going for. So. Yeah. 
Like, if he had that much more to work with, maybe it would have been, okay, we can still have this, but we'll turn out something a little like the stuff we just heard, yeah. or the stuff we were talking about before. Exactly. Um, mm -hmm. A very, very iconic piece, and it's what people think of when they think of Final Fantasy, for the most part. Uh, un un until you maybe get to this song right here. Tal is. I'm <laughs> nodding my head. Oh, was you that... promised not to sing along. I didn't. Uh... <laughs> this is the main theme. Uh, this is what you hear when you're traveling on the world map. And this is the main song for the, the, the first Final Fantasy. And again, I hear the menu sound effects and stuff. <laughs> but what they're able to get with such a limited uh, MIDI set of notes. They have, what, 32 actual notes or something yeah. on an NES cartridge? It's like, not a lot. And you, they, I don't know if the, any of these are actually playing simultaneously. They might actually be slightly offset so they can do that properly. So you can, like, yeah, I mean, like, that, so much of it is taking this limited thing and kind of tricking uh, people into hearing what you want to get out of it. Exactly. There's that image that I saw a couple okay. of weeks ago. It's like a black and white picture and somebody put like checker marked lines of color across the image and your brain fills it in and makes you think you're looking at a color picture yep. it's the same trick we yep. only have to give you a couple of the notes and your brain fills in the rest well yeah. nick nar says the nes has four channels which that sounds plausible so they can have yeah. up to four notes playing at once but uh you know it's still it limits the amount of uh, um of, of, of a melody or harmony you can get going at any given time and, you know, there's also sound effects that are going with it. So, yeah, they have to be careful. They don't want it to uh, cut off, yeah. you know, one or the other. Uh, I'll throw in, uh, as I, uh, for the library, we would often do STEAM programs, STEAM being the uh, STEM stuff, the science, technology, et cetera, where they'd added the A. I And I may have mentioned this before, but one of the reasons that we've wanted to add the art is to talk about, like, people, for instance, Someone who's doing this kind of uh, work in a video game with an understanding of music will have an understanding of, okay, this is what we have to work with. This is how we can trick people into thinking there's other thing. Mm -hmm. Like bringing in people who have more of an understanding of these arts lets you figure out how to do that type of thing with the technology you have and to sometimes find those expected innovative solutions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, Steam, I'm glad that it's going from STEM to Steam because art is a very important thing. Uh, to keep people engaged. Mm -hmm. It also gets more people involved and makes them feel like they can be a part of it. And I'm a big tent kind of person, so... Okay. Uh, so Anyways. Let, let's go ahead and move on. Um, this is another uh, piece that's very early on in the game. Good old Cornelia Castle. Spend a good amount of time here right at the beginning. You have to go get your quest to go save the princess. And then when you save her, you have to come back. Of course, right? If you know the quest, you don't go in and get it first. True. So you actually only come here for about three seconds if you're speed running. <laughs> yeah, yeah, speed running it up. Now, yeah. fun fact, uh, in the later re-releases, they warp you back here. 
uh, from Garland's castle. And in earlier ones, they wouldn't. And so you end up in places where you never get the loot and you end up halfway through the final dungeon without the loot and you have to go all the way back out and then come all the way back in. It was awful. Yeah, that sounds horrible. I did it exactly once and I never did it again. (laughs) But yeah, I've heard that music when you just be like, oh, the castle. What do I need here? Did I already unlock everything? Yes. Did I get the loot? Yes. Then why am I here? There's nothing else in here. (laughs) Except for the invisible guy. All right. So it's not as important to the speedrunners, but to those of us who played th- through the full game because we enjoyed playing the story, it's a nice tune. <laughs> <laughs> Little shade thrown there. That's all good. But everybody knows this song. You spend a decent amount of time in towns. I'm hearing those sound effects, and I didn't even play FF1 that much. Yep. If you, you go to a lot of time in menus, buying potions one at a time or whatever. Well, potions. Well, shops have their own music. Oh, this is just town music. This That's is right. just straight town. You know, if, if you've ever been to a, uh, a New World Final Fantasy, they do a nice little uh, town theme, uh, a medley. So you get to hear a nice or, uh, chamber orchestra version of this song. It's nice and relaxing. It's a very good track. But speaking of shops. There it is. This one, you the speedrunners spend a little more time with. Yeah, we got to buy specific counts of everything. Yep. It's obnoxious. And all item shops, weapon shops, armor shops and magic shops. <laughs> you buy every single potion and every sword and every accessory. It's a very pleasantly jaunty little tune. It is. It's, it's I, very nice. I, I, I quite enjoy it. I mean, I really can't think of any other games that, that mention having an actual just a shop one. Most of the times they just continue playing the town themes. Don't they? Like in uh, uh, four and six? Yeah. yeah, it would usually be you walk into the shop, uh, you're still like on kind of a little overworld map type thing in the PC. Yeah, because in, in Final Fantasy the original, uh, when you actually kind of go into a different area, don't you? Yeah, it opens yeah. an instance thing for you. So that's it why they have the music. Like a battle, except there's a shopkeeper and it's a battle of commerce. Yeah, versus um, when you go into a shop or an inn at the uh, um, in, in the later games, it's all built into the town map. Right. I think. I think. Pretty much, yeah. But yeah, that's a, a nice uh, jaunty little tune. But then you go out and you start to fight things and you get this. And this battle theme and or variants of it are in the first Five games, I believe. Six games. Six might even have a kind of a riff off of this, too. But I know one and two are very, very similar. It's not until really you get into seven where the battle music changes completely differently, but 
This is the, the original battle theme, and you, this is what you hear anytime you fight. Every fight. Even the bosses. Even the last boss, I think. I think. I, I, it's... Uh, yeah. I can do it like because I am going out at the same time. You oh, guys I are mean, delayed. I why I just hate you. <laughs> oh, yeah. You guys are on a delay. When we do it, it sounds like ear vomit. That's a good exactly. point. Exactly. That's why I, as I normally don't mind it, but... It, it gets uh, no, very I distracting. I am just straining right now. <laughs> and I'm just letting the music play because it's good music. <sighs> it's, we, it's also fun to listen to some of these and think about callbacks we've seen in other parts of the series. Yeah, I mean, and, and also to think of how far we've come since the, uh, the NES days. But how good it still oh, sounds God. when you think about it. It sounds just like I remember. <sighs> All right, so once you're done with your battle. Do, 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 do. <laughs> and this yeah. is one that kind of entered like the general pop culture, like references to uh, like this kind of victory music I've seen in so many places. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's in TV, it's in movies, it's in comics, you know, it's somehow you know, they, they play victory and you kind of hear, you see the, the music notes and you hear that in your head. Hey. Yep. Yep. <laughs> this there is was a web comic that was Final Fantasy loosely RPG JRPG based and it mm -hmm. was like every time they had a battle it was the same kind of idea like it was just text and there was no sound effects on it but like in your head as you're reading it you're like oh I know what's going on if this was actually a video game and it's you hear the fanfare. It's amazing to think that that and we, we did this comparison last episode but that went to Yeah, that's a very explosive glow-up. Music is complicated. But amazing. Amazing. Oh, yeah. And we can always go back to... Oh, yeah, we're styling right there. <laughs> hey, I can so play that's... it on the kazoo. I can't play it on the harmonica, okay? <laughs> I'll learn it, though. I think you're fine. Though, yes, you should absolutely learn to play it on the harmonica. <laughs> Mental note. You should play it on the harmonica last week, but I was muted, so nobody got to hear it. Learn victory theme on harmonica. <laughs> like, learn as many pieces as you can. We'll have, like, the Final Fantasy Western. There you go. Which, like, that would be Wild Arms. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So, once we got that, um, if you ever had to make any... Uh, I, it's basically like a, the pause menu uh, would be now, but uh, they called this the menu screen back in Final Fantasy days. It It's kind of the title screen as well. If I remember correctly, this basically happened when you paused the game, didn't it? Yes, and wasn't this also what was playing in the uh, the slider puzzle? Yes, I believe it was. What This... Because that window gets replaced by the, the slider puzzle once you get the ship. I think. You know how long it's been since I've played through the full game of Final Fantasy? A long time. A long time. Probably since about, uh... 
2000. I didn't fully play through, but I got far enough into it where it's probably about 2000 something when I bought Origins for the PlayStation. It's been a minute. 2005, I believe, is actually when I bought it. I saw, I have, I saw it in Target. I'm like, wow. There's a way for me to get a, co a copy of the game. And get two at the same time. I think I played it in February. <laughs> so then you should know all the answers to these questions. You'd think that. You've also been very busy. I've been very busy and I was on an airplane trying to play it. Oh, so fair enough. As you were escaping for your life. As I was escaping <laughs> for my life from everything that was going wrong. All right. So once we get through all of that, we enter our first dungeon. I mean, everybody loves Wait. Chaos Temple. Okay, yeah, right. Or Chaos Shrine. I was like, it's kind of a dungeon. It's, well, in, in the game, this is the first uh, place where you are sent to go. Yeah, that's true. And then you end up coming back. But yeah, it's... There's a, there's a room with treasure, there's a locked door you can't get open, there's random encounters, and there's a boss, yeah, it's a dungeon. That's a dungeon. Yeah. Um, this is the, this is the background music for Chaos Shrine, as well as, uh, a little later on in the game, the Sunken Shrine. I definitely, ugh, Sunken Shrine is the worst. The Chaos Shrine itself has been reimagined a number of times. I know in at least some of the Dissidia games, it showed up as an arena. Well, uh, in Final Fantasy XIV, the... it's an arena. Ah, oh, right. When we fight chaos. Yes. And we so, hear a, a version of that song. And just Don't kind we? of taking this, again, this iconic thing. No. And how it's been reimagined and people have explored it throughout the series. No, it, the, uh, um, the, the PS1 version of uh, Final Fantasy actually did create a uh, uh, theme for chaos, didn't they? Not sure. I never played that one because I don't. I don't think that this is a. They, they made a riff off of that track for the uh, the chaos fight. I'd have to do more research. Sorry, folks. I know I'm not prepared. How dare I? <laughs> no one is prepared. It's hard. Everything is allowed. So, but I mean, it's it's a great song. Um, definitely uh, brings you know me back some memories going around trying to avoid the bats if you can because you know you don't want to waste too much you time don't get stopped exactly miss frames and then <laughs> well okay speedrunner. <laughs> and then we, my best time is like four and a half hours so we, i'm a runner not yeah, a okay. speed runner. okay fair enough so then we, we we finish that quest we bring sarah back and we go out into the open world and we hear Now, most people are going to call this the main theme of Final Fantasy. Mm. I mean, it's kind of funny that it's there are iconic. so many... Yeah. I mean, because people, some people consider Prelude to be the iconic number one piece of Final Fantasy. Some people think that's this. You know, other people think it's uh, any of a number of other songs. You go. Um, but this has been used as an opening theme or prologue in a number of the other games. 
Um, but this is this the, the tune that plays when you cross Cornelia Bridge, and you kind of get those opening that opening scroll after the uh, initial uh, beatdown of Garland. Did you guys play the original Dissidia? No, yes. I didn't have a PSP. Okay. So end, end of the game. You everybody parts ways. You've won, whatever. And the warrior of light is walking away from everybody. He walks down over a hill and you lose sight of his helmet. And the way the camera pans over, it's actually this scene from FF1 from crossing the bridge. Nice. Oh, yeah. Except that gave me chills. Like brand new in 2009. Right. And then it, all of the credits are scrolling in the same spot where that credits box was. And it was a <laughs> reimagined version of this track. That's it was amazing. incredibly cool. I bet. I mean, if you, and you think about you know, that's 22 years after the original. And then there's people like Sarah and I who have been playing for 22 years and we just had to like set the PSP down and just stare at it for like the next four minutes. Cause oh, it was so I'm cool sure I would have had the exact same feeling if I had a PSP. It was fun. I bought a PSP for, uh, for Dissidia. Probably not my smartest financial decision, but it was <laughs> worth it in the long run. Same. I probably would have if if I had uh, known more about it, but as like I said, I didn't. I guess I didn't know that the city was on there. I think also Crisis Core was on there. Yep. And uh, Dirge of Cerberus. I think those were yeah, those were all on there. So. Don't Dirge of Cerberus PS two? I don't know. Oh, Doesn't that, matter. That was PS2. I had it. It was okay. overpriced, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah. No, that took me through many. Crisis like, Core was ride. was PSP. Dirge of Cerberus is PS2. Gotcha. Okay. Anyway, so we we get that opening um, theme music. We make our way to our next town, and then we we fight a bunch of pirates, and then we get this sailing across the open sea, fighting Kaizoku. <laughs> Wasn't there also kind of like a, a, a water th over the top of this? Yeah, yep. every every like one out of every 30 frames or something. <laughs> oh, the, the things that they did to, to make the game seem so real. And it's, it's like little touches. Square Enix is very good at that. Mm -hmm. It's putting in those little touches. It's making the water sound effect, making the sunset be the same color in Dissidia's final credits. Uh, as you told me two weeks ago, Sarah, the random NPC singing Final Fantasy XI music in the Weaver's Guild of... <laughs> like, oh, okay, sure. Little stuff yeah. like that. That's what makes this so, so cool to watch. Yeah. But, but then it gives us the opportunity to then come back and talk about the, the significance it's had, you know, 30 plus years ago. Mm -hmm. Now, I really don't think of any other games that use this uh, a riff on this particular song but uh it's still a nice tune yeah, maybe some of the other ships had it i mean i tried to do as much research as i could uh to try and find you know little tidbits of information about each of these Wait. different songs but i've listened to the various sound tracks a lot over the years i don't think they reused this one very no. much i know there's another Not one everything gets called out. there's another one that we'll be talking uh playing in a bit that that gets has uh, you know has been riffed a little bit as well um 
But I think when people think of Final Fantasy, the original, they th this song, more than any, gets in their head. When I mentioned to to these two that I wanted to, to talk about this today, the we first thing they the said snack. was Matoya's Cave. And, and I don't know why. It's, it's not like... Like, if you say a thing for a witch's cave, I wouldn't expect it to be like this kind of charmingly homey. And yet, when I think of... Uh, and it is also used in the... Uh, that's another... It's, it's used in, in Mount Durgar, the Sage's yeah. Cave, the Cavern yeah. of Ice, the Dragon Caves, and the Waterfall Cavern. Yeah, it gets used in a bunch of places, mm -hmm. but it the first time you hear it, unless you do everything backwards, the first time you hear it is Matoya's Cave, and it's, it's very much attached to her. And when you hear the song, you think about, oh, right, you needed her eye. And that was a lot of our our first reference in JRPG SideQuest, where it's like, well, you need the eye, which you get from this dude, which you get from the key, which you get from the herb tonic, which you get from the <laughs> crown, which that was kind of our first initial thing. But we hear this and we hear the complaint and we go, well, I wonder if we can help this person. And then an hour and a half of gameplay later, you discover that you can and you get to go back. So like this music brings you back to that moment. Plus we have the added benefit of we got to meet Matoya, well, air quotes, Matoya in Final Fantasy 14. Mm -hmm. and, and then we the got that, that version. Played. Yeah, they had a version of the song in her cave. And that's part of the reason why we have a rock version of Matoya's cave as our closing theme. Mhm. Mm because it, it goes all the way back to the original, plus we have it in, in the game that we're currently playing, and it's just a beautiful piece of music. It's consistently good every time I hear it. Mm-hmm. I think, listening to it, I'm always surprised that the NES ones seem a little more energetic, I guess, than I might expect for some of them. Like, the Matoya's one, the ones that we've heard have often been, like, a little bit slower, a little more sedate, a little more, like, to it this one isn't bad it's just often a little more like energetic and maybe that's just part of what they were working with in terms of the sound production well, it's I also know. i think what they wanted because they wanted because it wasn't going to just be for the witch's cave it was used in so many other labyrinths and dungeons they didn't want it to be they wanted it to have a feel that it was somewhere you needed to be but also you know and somewhere important but also there was a, a little bit of an element of surprise and danger makes sense where yeah. and they changed that in 14 then to reference the calm serenity you know the you know the, the wizened um witch at that point and they made it more of the toned down and, and relaxed rendition we have in, in this game but i like the the amped up version that's why we have the rock version i love that <laughs> it, it slaps yeah <laughs> Like, each one is a great piece on its own. It's just sometimes, a, like, what context is it being used in? Yeah. How does it fit here? Where it's not bad, it's, like, it's not even bad, just unexpected. Though sometimes being unexpected means that it's, like, challenging you. Fair enough. All right, so that is the, the Matoya's uh, cave. And then we have, there's other places that we need to explore in this world. So they give us... 
Now this has a definite feel of danger. Oh God. This isn't a battle theme. It feels like one. No, this is just the dungeon theme. You go into um, most, let's see, uh, Marsh Cave and Mirage Tower, and some floors of the Souls of Chaos dungeons and the Labyrinth of Time. It definitely has that feeling of tension about it. Yes. Oh God! And the Mar like the Marsh Cave, the first time you get there, it's a mess. It's a maze. Everything looks the same, and you're getting poisoned constantly, and you don't have the spell to remove poison yet. And it's just horrendous, and it's chaotic, and this music fits that feel. And then you get to the Mirage Tower, and you have never-ending loops of pathways, and, <laughs> and an eight-direction room that you have to find the one spot to get out of, but six of them have treasure chests, but also... And you hear this music that's constantly going and looping and is fast but is not fast enough but is slow but isn't slow enough and it's just this anxiety inducing feeling and you're also playing a challenging section of the game it's a <laughs> it's a, such a good track that fits both of those dungeons really really well yep you you get the feeling that you need to get out of here as fast as possible yeah and then you try and then you get lost and then suddenly there's two silver dragons good luck <laughs> Ouch. It sucks. Speaking of dungeons, then they have this one. This. Mount Gulg or Gurugu Volcano. This yeah, that was a very weird thing to see in 14 in Shadowbringers. We're going to go to Mount Gulg and I'm like, but it's not it uh, all right fine <laughs> so, so but it's spelled wrong what do you mean you corrected it no so this plays of course in Mount, Mount Gulg or, or Gurgu Volcano um, as well as the Giant's Cave and the Cavern of Earth the Giant's Cave you're in for like one second uh, <laughs> you have to go back a couple of times Okay, you go, you get stuck, you have to go get the item, then you go get him, then you walk down, then you need the key if you didn't have it already. Yeah, alright. That's fair. Well, and actually, don't you get access to the Cavern of Earth from here? From the Giant's Cave? Or is that just to cross over to the other uh, half of the uh, continent? Uh, the Giant's Cave gives you the... Um, it gives you the wizard's area, and it also gives you... Something else. I don't remember. I've been yeah. playing a randomizer for too long. I don't remember <laughs> what cave goes to where. Ah, randomizers. Fair enough. Fun fact, getting nuke at level one is neat. <laughs> I have nine copies of nuke. Buckle up. Base damage 400 at level one. Yee. It's no fun. Way. You just walk over everything, don't you? But you can only cast uh, it it's once. It's cool. You, you, yeah, you cast it one time and then you have... A dead black page. Yeah, because you have no it's more mana. Uh-huh. <laughs> no more magic points, because... Yeah. yeah, no more D&D &D spell slot charges. FF1 is a complicated D&D &D game. Oh, yeah, but I mean... Yeah. We'll go with that. Now, we had talked earlier, you know, we had we had the, the, the ocean-faring vessel, but we also had access to an air-flying vessel. 
The original airship theme. Is it like, okay, Klaus, <laughs> you know music better than I. There's some note progression and chord progression that's in this song that sounds like it's spinning. And I know that doesn't make any, it's like where something tastes blue. Like that doesn't make any sense, but like it sounds like it's spinning. Yeah, I, I know exactly and what I, you're saying. Because it goes, because it always goes back down to that to that lower note as as it progresses but it goes so yeah i get what you're saying there but because this is uh it has the masts with the propellers on it like the even the little tiny 8-bit well i think there also was a sound effect that went with the the airship there was. It was. It's the same as like the water and stuff, where there's just yeah, there's like, like a, one every like couple whoop, of bits. It, there would be a little whooshy noise, and it was more ethereal to try to sound like wind. And when you think, yeah. and when you add the two together, you really get that spinning feel. Exactly, and it just it, the song. Even hearing it, just sitting in front of a laptop with headphones on, <laughs> I can see something spinning in the back of my eyelids every time I blink, and I don't know what it is. How much have you been I drinking? Hear that song. <laughs> I've had a lot of Rockstar. That might be it too. But mm. so, so you're 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 feeling your heart beating behind your eyelids. Oh, excellent! I need to go to the hospital. I'll be right back. <laughs> don't do drugs. Like I was hearing little bits of what seemed like the uh, Final Fantasy theme in it as the, well. It did have a little bit of that progression in the first three chords, yes. Yeah, um, it wasn't but quite it, but it, intentional or just a happy coincidence, but you know, of, like given that you hear the theme as this whole like, "Hey, we're striking we're, world," having it be something that happens when you are going around on the airship. We get a lot of that though. In if you listen to current music in Final Fantasy games, there's a lot of that throughout the different songs for the different areas or the different, you know, different things. Um, I think that was intentional. Because, you know, it, it brings them together and it, it gives them a little bit more unity and, and it makes them match up. Mm, good stuff. I mean, that's my speculation based on what they're doing now, but it, it might have been an absolute coincidence and they just like the way it sounded. It suited it. And that's we're looking with incredibly powerful 30 year old nostalgia goggles. Yes. But <laughs> with, with it th does a very it, thick prescription. Well. <laughs> oh, God, we've got trifocals at this point. And they're <laughs> and they're rose tinted. <laughs> oh, God, mine are crimson. <laughs> this is an 11 Talas. Oh, that's very true. <laughs> But no, still, it's a really nice song, and, and they've riffed off of um, it. I think it, I'm trying to think okay. if, I, if I've heard it in others. Um, Quick side question, just because it was mentioned. Please. Uh, who, 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 hands up, who in FF11 levels on a craft they didn't really care about just to get a pair of glasses? Both of my hands are currently under my desk and not in a gross way. Okay, like I like I was culinarian, but I definitely leveled cloth crafting just to get cloth crafting glasses. I needed glasses. I think you're the only one, Sarah. Wow. Sorry, I, bud. I was just running the end game from the beginning. 
Yeah, sorry, man. What is there to be sorry about? I'm the truest. I can't even finish this sentence. I already hate it. <laughs> I love how you couldn't even get it started. <laughs> it's funny, Ninka. There's crafting in 11? No, oh. the fuck? It's their oh. damn system. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. That's so true. I'm gonna put a million gill worth of crap into this and push a button, and then it's gonna be windy outside, and my dial-up's gonna die, and then suddenly I'm out a million gill. Can't log in for three days. <sighs> Man, the early 2000s were bad, huh? Yeah. 2020s. Hold my way. beer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go ahead and continue on. Speaking of, of, of terrible places... Many a speedrun can end very badly in yes. this zone. Yes, it can, Grumble Grumble, <laughs> which my rock star had whiskey in it. Grumble Grumble. Flying and Fortress. This is where you find out that your medieval fantasy game is actually post-apocalyptic sci-fi. Yes. Ah! Yes. You know I'm right. Floating Castle, aka Flying Fortress. There's um, a robotic flying castle that you enter from a pyramid in the desert, and then you fight the wind thing in a game where elements don't actually matter. Or you could run into the war machine and and die. War back, war back, war back. Nuke, nuke, nuke. It's so good. <laughs> This also did appear in, or uh, this song appeared in a, a few of the floors of, of the Whisperwind Cove. That was one of the remake uh, dungeons, wasn't it? Yes. Okay. I'm just, like I said, I'm typing out, I, I put in what uh, the, the wiki pages told me yeah, about no. interesting things I about it. I don't, so when you say remake, you're talking like the, the, the PS1 version? And uh, uh PS1 like or that? possibly PSV. It was one of the ones they did where they added a fair bit of content. Oh, did PS1 to, to and Game Boy Advance got the same version, and then PSP added a fifth uh additional dungeon. So there's like nine ver there's nine dungeons in the PSP one. Okay. And then we get the oddly named Sunken Shrine. This music does not appear in the Sunken Shrine. This is a, a new arrangement of the Chaos Shrine music. And is used in the Chaos Shrine of the Past. Part of me wonders if that was like a translation thing, if Sunken was supposed to be something that referred to like being in the past or like descended or things like that and some and something in the translation got confused or they were that going to use this in the sunken shrine decided to use the chaos shrine music in there and apply this music to the past version at this point i would be surprised if anyone still remembers how it happened out even on the dev team or it could have just been a mistake yeah they I know that translation and well, translation is always a challenge when you have words that exist in Japanese that don't exist anywhere else. Because we have katakana to take foreign words and put them into a Japanese context, but we don't have any way to move anything outwards. So we end up with stuff that, which is why we have things like job and class. It's like, well, they're kind of the same, sort of. 
kind of, and then it's like, well, now we have two different things. We don't really, but we have two different things because mostly because of translation. Or unless like you, you 14 1.0, where it, there actually are two separate things. Yep. Or I mean, 1.0, we also had horse birds, so. Well, we still technically have horse birds, at least, you know, according to a, uh, a former, uh, um, um, a uh, noble. Yep, that's true. Oh, we would have been the noblest mount. Hashtag too soon. <laughs> then, then there's this music that nobody wanted to hear. This means... I just want you guys to know. You want us to know what? I'm making a face. Oh, I just are, want you guys to know. Are, are you making a sad face? <laughs> I'm making a very angry, frustrated face. Be because you ran into Warmack? <laughs> because I've run into Warmack, because I got paralocked, because... Uh, oh god, what other dumb reasons have I died in one? There's a lot. <laughs> I mean, they wrote out a beautiful uh, little ditty for, for dying. That you just hammer through as fast as you can. Exactly. Like, it's, it's, a, it's very good. It's and a, it's long. It's beautiful. But it, it, it's... Nobody listens to it because they're all mad because they died. <laughs> but... but Uematsu wrote a beautiful song. Let's play that again just because it's so beautiful. <laughs> F's in chat for the dead like party. You no, know, but you are a monster and an awful, awful person. Are you happy? <laughs> yes, actually. It's funny. I'm in here for the bit, but also. Oh, but no, it, it is a great song. Ugh, F's in chat for all of the random times that you get how did you, wizards appear and you're just dead and there's nothing you could do. Or, yeah. <clears throat> I, I don't even remember the stupidest reasons why I died in that game, so. Uh, for me, the dumbest was I got hit with two wizards and a cockatrice and I got surprise attacked. Ooh. And it went, stun, stun, stone, attack, miss, stun, stun, stone. I don't remember which is the fourth thing that hit me. But then I literally just stood there until the cockatrice stoned all four of my dudes, and I never got a chance to touch my menu again. And then you heard. Yep. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> no, it's perfect. Honestly, I kind of want that on the soundboard now, just because it'd be really fun. <laughs> <sighs> but uh, if you were lucky and 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 you got that final blow, you got to hear this. Now, this is a very long song. This is four over four minutes. Seriously? Seriously. How much of it does? How much of it loops? Well, we'll find out, because we're going to play the whole thing. I'm in. So, this plays, obviously, at the end of the game. Um, we get credits. Or no, credits play in the bridge, don't they? 
So I wonder, I'm trying to remember, what does this actually uh, play during? We get like a, does it talk about what happens? I think there's like thing where it's talking about, like it has a whole little text dump about the uh, time loop. The time loop has been ended and the Warriors of Light are now trapped in the past, but the world is safe. Or that no one will ever know of it. Did it even ex- uh, Yeah, they, they, they mentioned that nobody will ever know it was them. Now that's sad. That was incredibly sad. And I was not expecting to be like, but I'm a hero. It's like, no, not anymore. And if you think you about it, that a lot of times that ends up being the the fate of the heroes in all in a lot of the games. Yeah. It's like what happened? Nobody knows. Tragedy was averted, but we don't know why. It stopped. These amazing people went to save us, but we don't know who they are. I think there's a, maybe a little bit of looping, but... Not a lot. It is still a really nice song. There are multiple parts to it, though. Sarah, what are you trying to do to us in the chat? Yeah, Sarah's throwing links in the chat, like, the whole time. And I'm linking a relevant comic that deals with this very theme. But it says it not safe for work. And it's not safe for work. I mean, it's on off. But technically, when have we ever been safe for work? God, I hope not. I hope you guys are enjoying this format that we decided to go this route to give a full playthrough of the songs, at least the ones where we can feasibly get away with it. I swear I keep hearing little bits of some of the other music in there, which is probably the case. It's also a final track, so you want that kind of thing. You want a best of. Like, it calls back. tie in all the stuff you did on your journey. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a little town theme here. Yeah. And I think there's a little bit of world theme. So yeah, I mean, it it, it goes through and it, it incorporates bits of everything. It's it's really actually very clever. I think we're gonna go ahead and we'll move on from it. We've had enough. Yeah. Of, we got we got three and a half minutes out of the four and a half. So <laughs> that's a long song, dude. But, hey, for especially for NES era. Yeah. Gosh, yeah. That's a good point. Like I said, this is the longest theme uh, in the entire soundtrack. Yeah. And and that, that said, that's the... But it's also the final thing you hear. Until you start over and you hear... You know? <laughs> and then the first thing you think is, I wonder if I can do this with four white mages. No, four red mage, four red mage, which is absolutely possible, but not. Uh, it's it's possible. It, it there's literally any combination of four, whether it's four of one or four completely random ones. It is possible, but the hardest one. I four white mages is very challenging. I bet four black mages is even worse. Oh yeah, it's awful because there's no healing. 
in at least spell wise. You have items. It has to be items. So you have to have one of your black mages as a designated item healer. Uh, you actually end up with three healing items, and you can carry ninety nine tonics. Purchased one at a time. Yep. So you split your healing items up, and you end oh. up grinding a lot because everybody needs a ton of HP. So you grind until you can survive the trial to get Black Wizard, because Black Wizards have a higher hit point die than Black Mages. Mm. It's awful. It's really hard. <laughs> and now, we, at this point now, the, the rest of the songs are kind of... Uh, some, some of them are sound effects, or some are just really short ditties. Like this guy. Save music. Right? The, yes. the in. The in yep. music, correct. Uh, basically, when you rest at an in or any location, it restores HP, NP, and Wu status effects. And they have similar themes throughout many of the early Final Fantasies. And when you just go to rest in like a, uh, a tent or cabin, it's a little sound effect like that. When you get an item, when you, or I don't know if it comes with you purchase, but. Maybe, did you hear that 99 there times? There it is. Yep. That's technically part of the soundtrack. <laughs> but it is. For a speedrunner, when you gotta buy 99 tonics. That's one of the reasons why the uh, doing randomizers is getting to be more popular, just because it can skip so much of just the clunkiness. Yep. But you still need to hear this. You just got an awesome thing. Yeah, anything's an airship. Sometimes it's a sword. Anytime you got a treasure or a uh, important story item, like the uh, eye, the slab, the rod, any of that, the herb slash jolt tonic. Then you get. Latoya needs her herb desperately. Don't we all? I mean, <laughs> I already passed the drug test for the new job, so <laughs> that's, different kind of herb. Also, part of why it's now a jolt tonic. That's twenty-three <laughs> tracks from Final Fantasy. Damn, Damn that whole thing. That's everything. Like it's over the whole thing in one show. It took Playing us all, all the way through at that. Yeah, it less than an hour. And that's with us talking about it. And yeah, the, the entire soundtrack could be played through in uh, what, what is it? 23 minutes and seven seconds. Sounds right. <laughs> I mean, of course, when you're playing the game, you're going to hear it more because it will loop. Mm -hmm. It's designed to loop. These were designed, they had a specific ending, they faded off at the end a little bit, so. Yeah, and like they're, they kind of like nicely go into another round of it. Like it's very, I think one of the things that can be so earwormy about it is there's not necessarily a natural ending point for it. Like it loops so easily. Mm-hmm. And th that's the, uh, one of the hallmarks of video game music, at least early video game music, with the exception of things like the victory theme, um, That, you know, it's got a, a determined, you know, length of time. Everything else is playing through a lot. I mean, look at even 
our current dungeon music or boss fight music, it is also designed to loop because it has a... The music itself has a set length of time that it plays through, but the battle can last between 10, 20, 30 minutes, 40 I'm minutes. Lost. The last thing you want is the music cutting out at a dramatic moment. Yeah, or having a very jarring point where you can definitely tell it's looping. You want it to just continue on. Like, if you're if it's being done right, you don't really notice it. Exactly. Like, it's It's sad that, that when things are done right, you don't notice something. It is the curse of the artisan. <laughs> because it's just perfect. It fits in the way it's supposed to. And with that... We have talked about the music of Final Fantasy. I hope you guys enjoyed hey. that. I, th I consider this a victory, don't you? Absolutely. We got through without talking about uh, Bon Appetit or... <laughs> oh, yeah, talking about it doesn't count, by the way. I was gonna say, I, I mean, we do have. If we want to do a standard length show, we got another half an hour. So. No, you're right, and and I have been watching Bon Appetit at home. I have. It's fun. It's oh my weird. god, Claire's Choco Taco episodes are amazing. <laughs> you know, it's a good time when part one is 36 minutes long. And 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 in part two, um, she gets done in like a day. Four hours. She's like, "Hey, why do I go to the test kitchen?" Yeah, because she re she revisited uh, pop tarts as well, and made pop tarts at home. Fun. That one looked fun. Yeah, it's been uh, quarantine has been weird for a lot of people. I do like the hundred versions of the "It's Alive" theme song played on a variety of instruments. <laughs> that was good. That was like, wow, stir crazy is real. Welcome to Bon Appetit Radio. Hey, we've, we've talked about music. Now we talk about food mm -hmm. for like five minutes and then Sarah goes into some lore. We got this. We have our we have our segments down. No, it's it's all good. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, we're hoping to be able to revisit the Lorebrain's Corner and the prep station again. Um, at this point, like I said, everybody is kind of in a point where it's difficult to pin things down. And mm -hmm, we, mm -hmm. we're just trying to get through this the best as possible. So um, whenever Sarah has a, a segment that uh, he can uh, write up something about. Yeah, it's hard to know. Like, what do people even want to talk about it? Like, for a while, especially when we had a lot of the, hey, there's stuff from 1.0 that's unused or that's being developed. But uh, it was kind of like, a, hey, we know we have these parts. How are they going to fit together? I mean, I as we... As we started to uh, get more towards like a entirely new stuff, there's less of the puzzle pieces to fit together. I can certainly review things that people are interested in, but uh, how about, about this as an idea? Hmm? How about we talk about um, Project Meteor and and how it relates to Boja Citadel? Oh, yeah, I could totally do that. So yeah, okay, this works because. One, we've we've had a little bit of that already in five two five, and we're going to be getting more of it in five point three. Oh, yeah. So it's it's exactly. So I figured that'll be a good spot to start. I mean, let's plan for a. a how about we'll in two episodes? Yeah, we don't need to plan it right this moment. No, 
Uh, also, if you are not part of our Discord, you definitely should be. There is a page called The Lorebrary, and you can come in and ask questions, and lots of people ask stuff, and we try to answer oh. it most of the time. And I just but we haven't seen a message already in there for a it. month, so yeah. join us. It's been quiet. Well, everybody's been kind of doing their own thing, and I fully understand. But uh, we definitely will want to hear from you guys. So if you have any questions, you can email us, podcast at phoenixtonradio.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at PHXDNRadio. You can join us on our Discord, which we linked in the uh, the chat there. Um, yeah, that's actually going to do it for this episode then, I think, guys. Uh, if you liked what you heard, please make sure to like, subscribe, or follow us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Uh, tune in. Uh, I think we're also out on Spotify uh, or whatever your preferred podcatcher is. And if possible, leave us a rating or review. It helps people find the show and lets us know how we're doing. Um, we want to know if we're bad or not. Please tell us if we're bad. <laughs> tell me how bad I am. Just kidding. Whoa. All right. That got <laughs> weird fast. Oh, my. Anyway. Sorry. Just seeing people are listening. It's totally fine. Also, uh, Nick Nars Minion has been like sprinkling pixie dust on us for like the last well, couple of minutes. And it's great. At least not on, on this screen, thankfully. But uh, if you really dig the show, you could consider subscribing to us here at twitch.tv slash phoenixstarradio, um, where you'll get access to a, a bunch of subscriber-only emotes, uh, badges, a um, whole bunch of fun stuff. Um, if you watch us here enough, you'll get access to uh, our tombstones, which is our channel currency, which you can use for a lot of cool things. Um, or you can support us out on patreon.com slash phoenixstarradio, like our amazing friend, Aurori Fenrir. But no matter how you support us in those fashions, all of those proceeds go towards growing the show, help us improve our, our equipment, um, let us do you know some fun things, pay, pays for the, uh, the bill to host our website, all that good stuff. But whatever support uh, you, you're able to give us, whether it's likes, emails, tweets, retweets, or whatever, we really appreciate it because we, we love interacting with you guys. It helps keep us sane. For crying out loud. Please talk to me. Social is ever so much more important right now. Yes. Reach out to those that uh that you're actually uh really you know interested in because making sure that you know the people that you're listening to out there are okay is, is an important thing too. We like you guys. We do. And we want to make sure we you guys are okay, show too. We in terms of what we subject you to, but we like you. <laughs> I, I mostly try to subject, subject Sarah to things, so... I mean, yeah. wow, you must really like me, then. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we, we, we really do enjoy um, interacting with, with all of you guys. So how about some of those shout-outs? Who wants to start? I always start. Sarah, you have to start this time. Yeah, Sarah. Yeah, uh, gosh, I can't even remember what's happened in the last several. Uh, shout out to uh, Safest Sephiroth, uh, the head of the Crucible, who has been engaging in little mini challenges with me for both of us to just try to keep our mental health up and handle basic human functioning. Uh, I actually managed to shower on a very regular basis because we were encouraging each other, which right now is helping a lot. So big shout out to you for that, man. Uh, also, way to pull ahead of me at the last minute on the competition, you punk. You'll get your $5 on Steam soon. <laughs> uh, 
You can find me on Twitter at FF14SER. That's F-F-X-I-V-S-E-Y-R-R, uh, where I mostly post random interesting things that I cooked or not as much pictures of library stuff at the moment. You have to be at the library to post things of the library. Yeah. Funny how that works, isn't it? Yes. Hilarious. Haha, ha, it is too laugh. Anyways, tell us. Uh, shout outs to Bannon Maelstrom, who has been awesome and super helpful. Uh, shout outs to a couple of new ish uh, friends in chat. Uh, Ali Witz uh, and Necomancer945. Haven't seen you for a little while. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Hi, Necomancer. Good to have you join us. Um, <laughs> Sarah maybe doesn't think that, but. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy. I know. Yes. I know. All right. Um, shout out. Uh, who else do I want to shout out? All y'all. Y'all are great. Anyway, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tal is Marvelous. That's T-A-L-I-Z Marvelous. Uh, I post a lot of things about cars and things that I complain about. And sometimes, if you're very, very lucky, there's pictures of food. Mm. And I, of course, want to shout out my co-hosts, Sarah and Talas. Thank you so much for, uh, you know, waking up and uh being here it was <laughs> we, we can, man. Yeah, this is a good show we liked it no it was a good time um thank you to everybody listening out on the podcast thank you to uh t- shout out to nick nar for being an amazing supportive person um where he's living they decided to be safe and uh, in, uh impose a quarantine or a quarantine a curfew um to make sure that people aren't being the stupid um so be safe uh, shout out to everybody who is suffering, you know, through all of this, um, but, uh, you know, not, uh, causing chaos and, uh, hey, shout damaging. out to everyone, whatever you're going through right now. I yeah, don't except for the people who are, who are being mean and, uh, burning things because they want to see the world burn. I don't want to oh, shout yeah. out them. You people are dicks. Don't do that. Yes. Shout out to everybody who is, uh, you know trying to make the world a better place who is suffering because they are, you know, being, you know, persecuted for whatever reason that, that is not a necessary thing. Know that there's somebody out there who loves you. We love you. We love all, we love all of you. Thank you so much for just being you. Okay. And I mean that. So thank you for being you. Agreed. And if you want to follow me, I am at phxdn underscore k-l-a-u-s-s. That's phxdn underscore klaus on Twitter. I've been retweeting a lot of uh, um, uh, sticker mule stuff because they're they're giving away uh, gift cards with every uh, retweet. <laughs> and, and who doesn't want a gift card to something, right? Plus, you know what? Shout out to Sticker Mule because they produce some amazing quality stuff i bought a lot of stickers from them magnets uh gotten some coasters excellent quality stuff at a very reasonable price hashtag not a sponsor but uh like i said they, they are very uh a very very good company and i know a lot of other people out there have used them so and they're also just trying to make things a little bit better too with a little bit of a uh, uh, levity and uh Levity and love. So, so 
uh, for my co-hosts, Sarah Tomono, and for Talas Marvelous, I'm Klaus Nightbringer, wishing everybody a wonderful evening. Please stay safe out there, and we will catch you on the next one. Take care. Phoenix Down Radio is a production of PhoenixDownRadio.com and Illusion Productions. Final Fantasy XIV and Eorzea are trademarks of Square Enix. In-game content for Phoenix Down Radio is the copyright of Square Enix. Open to music for Phoenix Down Radio is provided by Guilty Gear Rocky. Check out the Metal Chocobo theme cover and many other music videos at youtube.com slash guiltygearrocky. Closing music for this episode is provided by GuitarLinker90. Please check out their full version of Matoya's Cave and other rock video game covers at youtube.com slash guitarlinker90. The views and opinions expressed in this episode are those of Phoenix Down Radio and its hosts and do not reflect the views of Square Enix.